0: Welcome to The Good Show. My name's Sarinda and I'm your host. This platform is dedicated to those brave men and women who serve this country and their families. On The Good Show, we discuss all aspects of military culture and lifestyle, from veteran and spouse entrepreneurship to growing up as a military kid. We'll discuss it all. These are real conversations with real people who can give the civilian world an insight into their military lives. Today I'm sitting here with Taniel Alazawi yep. from Soul of the Land. Did I say it right? Yep. Okay, perfect. Soul of the Land, this is when you need to be zen, when your chakras are talking to each other. Am I saying that right? If they're not talking to each other, (laughs) it's a good place to go. (laughs) (laughs) Should they be talking to each other? They should be. They should be flowing together. Okay. Sure. Okay. So your chakras should be flowing together. So, Tanil, let's talk about Soul of the Land. Mm -hmm. Tell me exactly what you do there. What is Soul of the Land?
1: Well, it's the property that I used to live in with... Brian, my ex-husband, and we bought it about seven years ago. And within probably months of living there, I was just really feeling like there was something special. Like, what the hell is going on here? I feel so motivated. I feel um, driven to do something different. And I was just trying to figure out what that something different is. I hadn't worked for a while because uh, I was just with the kids all the time and. Um, they were getting bigger, and I thought, okay, it's time for me to do something, you know. And I had this extra space. It was a garage that had been finished. The lady that lived there before me used to paint in there. I thought maybe I could do something with that. So I uh, made it into a yoga studio and got certified to teach yoga. I thought, oh, that'll be cool. I'll have a yoga studio. I'll do personal sessions. I'll just have my own little gig. And that way, when Brian's deployed or working up or on a trip, I can still work and take care of the kids. So within probably a couple months of building the yoga studio and getting certified, I went to a breathwork session on base. So this guy that Brian knew wanted to introduce him to breathwork and I thought, that's my thing. I wanna do that, you know? So I asked him if I could come and I got permission. So, it and it totally changed my life. What is breathwork? So there's so many different kinds of breath work. The kind of breath work that I facilitate is kind of like shamanic breath work. So it's active three-part breath, belly, chest, exhale all through the mouth. And it'll take you to places that you just didn't know exist. And um, my first experience was like, holy shit, what the fuck did I just experience? That was the craziest thing I've ever Felt, I mean, I cried, I laughed, I I was breathing next to Brian. And so I was super curious about what he was feeling. Um, I had, I just was super blown away by it. And I thought, that's what I want to do. And and so right away, I figured out where he got certified. And I went to get certified through the same person. And and I did. And now I've taken, I don't know, 11, 12 trainings. And, and it's my favorite thing that I do. It lights me up. And so basically people will come not knowing, just like I didn't know. And then all of a sudden they have acknowledgements and revelations on where they may be stuck or where, uh, what needs to be cleared in their energetic body. And, um, usually it has something to do with their parents. And (laughs) so, yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible.
0: When you say that they're stuck, do you mean... Like they are emotionally mm-hmm. stuck somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere inside their body they're stuck.
1: Yeah, energetically, so their energy body is is just blocked in a way somewhere, and usually it uh, is something that they experience in their childhood. Sometimes it's trauma later in life. Um, it builds, so you could you know just be peeling back the layers of of where you need to go to kind of get, I guess, emotional. Freedom would be the way to put it.
0: So now, I mean, I know that I came to you for a massage, came to your place for a massage once (laughs) and halfway through the massage. (laughs) I started crying like a baby and I thought, what the heck is going on? Um, When they come to you, First of all, let me ask you, Do you, is it just one-on-one or do you do group or how, tell me how you operate? I do group and one-on-one,
1: so it just depends. So I also am a life coach, so I incorporate teaching meditation, yoga, uh, breathwork sessions, either in a group or privately. Obviously, if I'm coaching someone, then I do, I do one-on-ones with them and... Um, just help him kind of get to, get to the bottom of what's going on. Why, do, why am I yelling at my husband every time he does this thing? Well, guess what? It probably has nothing to do with your husband. It has <laughs> something to do with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or you. Like, what, what are you dealing with that you're projecting onto him? Like, let's figure that out so we can all just, you know, have healthy relationships.
0: Now, I know that this kind of breath work and yoga and feng shui, all those modalities, I think only in the past couple of years... Correct me if I'm wrong. Have kind of like come to light. I think before that, people were kind of like, okay. You know, this is like hippie stuff, and mm-hmm. oh, um, what's that other stuff where they they go and they drink and then they purge? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. That's mm-hmm. right. I remember watching a program <laughs> on that, thinking, "Well, man, if that's how you're gonna no that that was definitely didn't look attractive to me. Sure, but it's only now a lot. Of people are more open to this kind of healing.
1: Mm-hmm, right? People are desperate for healing. Yeah. And I really think that COVID helped bring that to light. I mean, when everybody was just kind of quiet, we, we were not going to work or we were working from home, we were home with our families trapped in the house. (laughs) (laughs) And, and we weren't like able to get out and distract ourselves like normal, right? Like usually we just go through our day and we're distracting ourselves nonstop. If you're home and there is less distraction, you're going to have to come face to face with, with what you're dealing with. And I think that that's what a lot of people were doing or had going on. And now they're like trying to figure it out. And, um, it's a trend it healing now is a trend, which is so great, but it was a trend in the sixties too. Mm-hmm. It was a trend in the seventies. Like we go through waves of, of, um, maybe just kind of going through the motions and then, and then wanting to heal. I don't think that it was so big in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. You didn't yeah. even hear about it. Even early two thousands, it was just, people were off doing their own thing, not, not focused on healing. And now they are, and I'm super stu- stoked about it because I, I, I get to be a part of that. Yeah. And you know, back to your first question is after I uh, began facilitating breath work, I it it led me, like being able to hold space for people in in that way led me to areas in my life that I didn't even know could could exist. And then I had the opportunity to volunteer on base, teaching yoga. And I snuck in meditation and talked a lot about breath work. I I, like, I made the most of like, as I could of that hour that I had with these guys. And, um, and I thought, God, I just really want, like, they need more than six weeks. They were involved with a program called Intrepid Spirit on, um, Camp Pendleton. And, and I thought, I want to make a space where these men can, um, take a deeper dive. How cool would it be if they could come and stay for a week at a time and eat, live and breathe healing, Mm -hmm. meditation, yoga, breath work, just connecting with the, with the land, journaling, energy work. Like what else can I give them? Because guess what? They gave everything they had for all those years and then they get six weeks, which is a, it was a beautiful program, but you can't you can't come out of all that in six weeks. And so that was my, that was my inspiration was like, I know all these things and I want to give it to, to these men and women who have given everything. And, and I've, I've got to, I've gotten to watch the the toll that it takes as, as you have as well. Yeah.
0: Now, when they come to you, do they have to be open? Do you open to this? Is there a way that you can open them?
1: they need to be ready for sure they need to be they need to want that but the breath is going to do the work like if it's breath work that they're doing Mm -hmm. whether they believe in it whether they think it's going to work for them or not the breath is the breath it's there's no denying it it's it's going to work one of my teachers so I've been trained by several different people and one of them uh Jason Amoroso with Revelation breath work he goes, the breath is the breath is the breath. you can't it's not gonna not work, you know, <laughs> and I always hear him when I think of that, but it's true
0: do you get um have you ever worked with somebody that hasn't achieved the result that they should they've stayed closed like they're just not opening up they're stubborn in their approach.
1: I think that the word that would replace stubborn that would make sense is fear? So some people are just in fear and they aren't they aren't ready to come to any place of healing. And if you're not ready, you're not ready, you know. And so that's, there's nothing I could do to make them ready. No.
0: Now, when you first started um, your business up, it was just you by yourself.
1: Yeah, it was. Well, it's funny because, so as you know, Brian and I were married for, 15, 16 years. And as those years went by, I acquired all of these, all of these modalities because I was like, how can I find balance in my home? Okay. I'm going to get certified to be a feng shui consultant. How can I find balance in my body? I'm going to get certified as a yoga instructor, you know, energetically. All right, I'll do Reiki now. And I just kept going and going and going. And now I have all these things. Right. And then I thought, Oh, how do I offer these things to people right so I just used the yoga studio as the the place and and you know created a name and I honestly think that there is like magic on the land I, I'm not I'm not even joking
0: no I agree with you I mean every time I've come up to see you it's such a peaceful place I think yeah peaceful is the, the right word I've, I've never wanted to leave
1: that's the thing. People don't want to leave. In fact, I had a lady, but I've had several people that, that don't want to leave. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I developed this little system where after they breathe, I have them walk on the meditation trail and then hop right in their car and, and head out. And, and I, <laughs> because otherwise they keep going and going and going. And some sessions were lasting, you know, three hours yeah. and it wasn't, it wasn't working for me. So <laughs> this was one lady she got, she went to for her walk and it's somewhere in between the start of the walk on the meditation trail and her car she just decided to lay down <laughs> <laughs> she was there for a couple hours and so yeah people don't want to leave but i i actually named the um i i named the business soul of the land because there's something special and maybe it's a vortex i thought even about looking into figuring out if it is on a vortex. Um, but there's something special about that land and I just wanted to honor it. Yeah. And it's like the land has its own soul. So that was, that was what I came up with. It's um, a little lengthy, but anyway, it works I think for it, me.
0: I think it fits perfectly. Yeah. So when you first started up, you you used your own finances or who helped you set up the business?
1: Well, I hired a young lady to help me build my website. I mean, this was our house that uh-huh. we lived in with the family. So... Um, I think that just the money that Brian and I made, I just spent that as far as like building the yoga studio, putting the yurt on. Um, and then when he, when he moved out, I was thinking, okay, how do I make this work? How do I make this my business? He works, um, in the Midwest, so he isn't living in California anymore and I have the kids 100 percent of the mm-hmm. time. So how am I gonna how am I gonna manage this? Yes. You know, how am I gonna be able to be available for my kids as much as a mom needs to be and make an income? And uh, moving out made sense. Yeah. And I really, really wanted people to be able to stay the night there and and really experience what the land and what I and what the other facilitators on my team have to offer. So basically, I built a team. Of, um, I think we have seven people on it now and, uh, we all have a little something different to offer, but between energy work, music, yoga, breath work, marketing, um, I knew I couldn't do it alone. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, my goal after separating from my husband was building my tribe Mm -hmm. because we all, I think have lost our tribe over the past I mean, I don't know, for me, it's been 10, 15 years. And um, so that was my goal. And, and building a team for Soul made sense because the thought of doing all this on my own was just overwhelming. And, and it's been amazing. I just, I have such a great team and we have, we've had a couple of events together and it's just been really good.
0: So uh, going back to, being a military spouse, you've got the business. Now you're a single parent. You've got the business. You're, um, trying to navigate both. You're trying to be a parent mm-hmm. and run the business. How, how do you manage that? I mean, do you find yourself running around like a headless chicken sometimes? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know what, sometimes I think it's like two steps forward and, yeah. and three steps back or whatever. And I just, I decided, okay, I moved out of the house. I now rent this cute little place in Lake San Marcos and got the kids moved out of the school into a new school. I've, I've accomplished my goal. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Now this place is a hundred percent available for rent and I can have events there. I can Airbnb it, you know, I'm starting to make money. And now what do I do now? What is the work now? Yeah. What is my work? I need to like still work. And, um, I decided I'd throw an event and I wanted it to be for women who, um, it started out as a team spouse uh, event and then I decided to open up to, to other women, but it was basically just called the sisterhood because it's just about how women can support each other. And the way I was showing my support was it was a donation based event. I wanted people to come who wouldn't normally spend the money, even if they don't have it or even if they did have it, they wouldn't, they wouldn't spend the money on an event like this. So I said, just pay what you can, you know, and, and it was amazing. It was so wonderful, but it was a ton of work to put together and I had to take quite a bit of time from my kids. There were things that they didn't get to do. And then during the event, um, they were home by themselves for for a couple of days, not overnight. But I mean, they came home from school and stayed home by themselves till yeah. 930 or 10. And I realized that my kids aren't ready for that. Yeah, that was really hard. And so now I'm taking a, taking a step back yeah. and I'm probably not going to do any more of those. I'm going to focus on just running the Airbnb and the, and the retreat center and getting other people to do retreats there rather than, um, me putting them on myself. But I'm hoping to do some more in the next six months, um, or after six months, just because it was so much fun.
0: See, I think that's when you realize that you're actually growing Um, especially when it comes to business, when you do realize, okay, I can't do this all of this shit by myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's that saying, you know, jack of all trades, master of none, you know. um, Mm -hmm. And I think as military spouses, we just have, we're just conditioned that way where, okay, he's away for six, eight months, whatever it is. So there's nobody else to do it. So it's going to be us. Mm -hmm. I mean, people ask me all the time, why'd you get up so early? And I think, well, for me to do what I need to do, Mm -hmm. I need to get up at that time. Otherwise, I don't get everything done. Mm -hmm. And that everything also includes dealing with my kids, dealing with my partner, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. So we and then mom guilt. Yeah. That's just a terrible thing to carry. But um, I think all moms everywhere experience it like you just said that you know your Mm -hmm. kids aren't ready to be home alone for a little while you know you need to be home with them just and, and, and you know I mean I know they're not young kids but again I've got you know teenagers and they still need to see me
1: yeah yeah. yeah. And you need to still tell them to do this, this, and that. Yeah. No it doesn't matter, you know. And really at the end of the day, my kids just got drugged through the mud. Yeah. The divorce, Brian and I are getting along pretty well. I mean, it hasn't been ugly, but they had to move out of their house they lived in in seven year or for seven years and um change schools and see their parents are separated. And I mean, it's almost kind of lucky that he was deployed so much because they were used to him not being at the house, but divorce is hard on kids. And so I realized it was really beautiful actually, uh, I, was do, I did a couple of things that were like self-care for me. I mean, yeah. I, I was considering it to be networking because I'm working. I'm interviewing this lady to see if I want to bring her in as one of my facilitators. And then I went to another place, um, the Trilogy Sanctuary, thinking, OK, I'm going to hand my card out, get my name out down in La Jolla. That would be a good place. And as I'm doing this, as I'm networking, I... And it's, I was doing things that were really beautiful for me, which I don't really get to do. I don't get to do the self-care that I'm offering to everyone else. And in it, I realized this is my work. This is my freaking work I'm supposed to be doing right now. It's not hustling and getting out there and throwing events and, um, the work that I am used to what I thought it was going to be. It's, it's really just like build myself up. Can mm-hmm. I just build myself up to be a better mom for my kids. And in that, I am able to spread the word about soul and get my name out there. But I'm really like, how about just do a little self care for yourself. And that is work. That's, that's super hard work for people because for ladies like you and I, who look at work in a different way. Mm mm-hmm. To start going to you know some kind of like relaxation event or something that is like such a treat, that's not work. That's that's cheating or you know that's that's relaxing and it doesn't seem. But really, at the end of the day, that that's my work right now, and I'm really grateful that I figured that out. And I'm still facing a lot of resistance around that, but I think that it's going to help me move forward and. being a better mom for the kids, being a more together business owner, I'm definitely going to be networking while I'm doing that, and um, and we need to. I'm I'm feeling like that's going to be kind of.
0: I definitely think it's important because one of the other girls that I spoke to, you know, she turned around and said, "Well." as moms and as women, sometimes we're just last on the totem pole, Mm -hmm. you know, because um, it is work to look after us, ourselves. Mm -hmm. And there's always something that we prioritize a little bit more than us. Mm -hmm. But if we're not okay, then nothing's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, yeah, I think that we need to get that out a little bit more, especially amongst the military community, Mm -hmm. because we're important.
1: Yeah, we yeah. are, and you know, it's the whole put your mask on first thing, yeah. really. Like, and this is one thing that I tell a lot of people in breathwork is like, how can you love someone else? How can you love your your husband, your kids, your your siblings if you are not showing love to yourself? Really? Yeah. And and how often do we like? What is our self talk like? What do we say to ourselves about our talk on a daily? Is it like, damn, surrender, you nailed that. Damn, surrender, you look so hot today. Oh, my God. I love I love this about myself. I love that. No, it's like, oh, I totally fucked that up. <laughs> <What>? you know, <laughs> yeah. oh, but, you know, yeah. you're driving down the road all pissed off dwelling about yeah. something that doesn't deserve any attention whatsoever. And so once we learn to love ourselves, and one of the best ways we can love ourselves is change that self-talk right yeah um but there's so many different ways obviously but once we learn to love ourselves and demonstrate that Mm -hmm. what is that showing for for our kids for our husband you know for our our siblings or whatever it's it's a it's a really tough thing to do
0: now i read that um some of your clients are um uh first responders Mm -hmm. uh a lot of military guys now, do you deal with those guys differently than you would? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, I I think that I try to meet people where they're at.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: if I get a guy that I'm coaching or um, leading through breath work or whatever, um, that I think might not trust me unless I drop a few F bombs, which I do anyways. But uh, you know, like then I'm I'm I can I can speak to them on their level. Yeah. And it makes sense. I've even had men say, you know, I don't I don't trust people who don't use foul language or whatever you know what I mean? And and um that was one thing that I I really did it's one way that I reached people on base is some of the some of the other facilitators, they were never um in the military or, or like worked with military and, um, they didn't know how to talk to them. Yeah. Not that you have to swear to talk to them, but, but it's just the energy that you, you bring across. So I got good at meeting people where they're at. And if I'm working with this really timid woman who's dealing with some kind of major trauma, I absolutely will not speak that way, you know? And so it just depends. Yeah.
0: Now, when you were on base, how, how you, and, even an off-base, how are you getting the word out about what you're doing about your service? Where do you advertise? Is it just social media?
1: Mm, well, I have a lady on my team, Lauren, who does my social media posts. I mean, I do some of them, but she's so much better at doing it. So <laughs> I I move that on to her. So I, I definitely use social media, but I just talk about it everywhere I go. Uh-huh. So it doesn't matter where I'm at. And I'm I'm talking about my business. And and the thing is, is a lot of times it's, it's funny how people can be drawn to you if they feel like you can serve them in some way. And so oftentimes I don't even have to bring it up. People will approach me in the store or random places. If I'm hanging out, they'll just start opening up about what they have going on, which annoys the hell out of my kids because we get stuck in stores sometimes. But I mean... It's, i'm just I, I trust i trust that yeah. that the business is going to come and um and it is
0: so as you're doing this business you've have you had any professional guidance from say i don't know um a, a business individual that said okay you need to do a b c d then you need to do this and this is how you need to do it um have you anybody like that given you that level of advice
1: yeah a little bit one of the ladies on my team Rebecca who does um she's a marketing uh coach and she also does energy work and puts on um, retreats she I actually met with her for months and um she kind of helped guide me there because it's tough it's really tough and I'm still feeling like I'm working it all out you know I think I will be for years it's just and technology always changes you know that the market's changing so yeah. I feel like that's super necessary, especially for, for me. I, I just, I didn't know what I was doing, to be honest.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of people that I've spoken to and myself included, sometimes you don't know what you're doing, but you do it. Do somehow you manage to, to do it. Yeah. You know, um, I remember somebody said to me, well, how did you know you had to do this? And I went, well, I don't know. i just, I don't know. I just did it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then you just figure it out as you're, as you're going along. Right. You know?
1: Well, I mean, for me, really that, what that looks like is just trusting that inner voice. And the more you are connected with that voice that's guiding you inside, the better mm-hmm. decisions you're going to make. And that's the trust right there. Like I, I really trust that I'm going to be guided in the right direction. And, and it it is, I am, it's been wonderful.
0: Now, do you, um, you obviously deal with, um, adults, But have you dealt with any children that have come in for breath work? Can children go for breath work? I usually don't
1: recommend that that anyone under fifteen does breath work, but somehow I ended up coaching lots of teenage boys. I think I've had like six or seven that have. But I mean, both my neighbors, I've coached them for years. In fact, Caleb is now twenty one, and I started coaching him when he was fifteen, and now I'm going to teach him how to facilitate breath work. He's a a fireman. And I think that uh, firemen have to hold a lot of space for people. I mean, whether the person is dying, whether the person is just totally having a panic attack on the side of the freeway, or they're injured so bad that they, they're barely able to hold on because of the pain. There's, there's something to holding space for firemen that I think that if they actually do it on a different level, it'll be easier for them and they'll be better at it in the point of crisis or when, when they're at work. And, um, so I'm super excited about that. He's just been my little guy, but anyway, yeah, I, so I never really set out to coach kids at all. Um, but I have, I've ended up with quite a few, uh, young teenage boys specifically for some reason. And, it's great but I don't I don't recommend uh, sometimes breath work can be a little bit too much yeah. for the kids um so I ease into it and what into about it meditation that um, I I all of them I teach to meditate for sure and um and I they they're all giving me feedback that they're they're still doing it for the most part, even if it's just once a, once a week. But during, with my coaching, sometimes I I'll have people just go to a yoga class and just pick up yoga to help move energy in the body. Um, but all of them I teach to meditate because I think it's so important. Or we'll talk about getting in cold water. Um, that's a big that's a big thing that I really like to help people.
0: Now I will say with. my son gets into uh, has an ice bath every day Mm -hmm. Uh, this morning at 0400 when I walked downstairs and it started raining outside Jake was getting his ice bath ready and I was like dude seriously Mm -hmm. And he's like mom you gotta try it I mean I I haven't um and he said to me he said mom you gotta promise me you're gonna try it one time Mm -hmm. so I made that promise so now I'm gonna have to do it (laughs) but it is now part of his routine yeah um he does the ice bath and I'm like good on you <laughs> you know I have a cold plunge
1: tub at Seoul and it's just the horse trough and so yeah. depending on the time of year it might take 10 bags of ice or yeah. it might take five right now it takes five but I get in the cold water every day and I just I get in my pool right now the pool is like 48 degrees and it's cold enough like yeah. it's not the, the 39 or 40 or whatever that Wim Hof does but it works for me and And I don't know how I would have gotten through this last two years without getting in cold water every day.
0: What does getting in the cold water? what does it do? What, what is it good for? Well, it helps
1: to reset your nervous system is the main thing. And, and with that, it regulates your hormone production. And um, when you get in that cold water and you get right into the sympathetic nervous system, your body is dumping all those good hormones into your system. So you're getting a huge hit of um, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine. It helps build brown fat. I mean... It, Right away, you're just like, whoa, it blows your mind and you feel like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? Right. Oh, I want to get out and right, you want to run out of the water. Right. Your breath is stolen from you. You're having to re-regulate your breath and being able to sit in that water for 10 minutes. I feel like the biggest badass on the planet, I straight roll up, like, think about, think about what your son is doing. He's getting up first thing in the morning getting in this cold water, rolling out of your bed and into cold water. That's not for everybody. I mean, it's going to benefit everybody, but not everybody can do it. So if you're doing something like that, what is that doing for building mental toughness? Right.
0: That is true, yeah.
1: Yeah, like you're forcing yourself to go get in this shitty water. Half the time it's raining lately. Yeah. You know, there's there's frost on the on the roofs as I'm walking out. All my neighbors, now I live in a condo, all my neighbors are like, what's up with that crazy lady walking to the pool with her towel <laughs> first thing in the morning? But I've got one of my I've got one of my neighbors hooked on it. He does it every day now. Now he doesn't even need me for it anymore. He just does it on his own.
0: Well, I actually bumped into a gal that came to one of your retreats. And she said that, oh, my gosh, she said, and then Tennille said, we're going to sit in the cold water for three minutes. She said, and I thought, what the fuck? <laughs> she said, I don't think I can do that. She said, but, you know, I did. She said, I got into that cold water and I just kept saying to myself, think about some other shit. Think about some other shit. She said, and I was freezing. Mm-hmm. She said, but after the first 30 seconds or whatever, she said, I was okay. Yeah. And I and I remember a time when I was up at your place and we were in the sauna and you went, okay, now we're going to jump in the pool. And I thought, <laughs> I don't fucking think so. <laughs> I'll just stay in the sauna. But now that I've promised Jake mm-hmm. that I'll get into it, I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try it at least once. And then, uh, you know, I mean, I'll try it. What if, what if instead of
1: trying it at least once, what if you took it a step further and said, I'll try it for a week.
0: Oh, wow, to kneel, Come
1: on. <laughs> I mean, sure. But think about like trying it once already, you're a badass because it is, it is pretty tough to get in the ice water, but doing it for a week, you're really going to feel those benefits. It's, it's life changing. It is life changing. And I'm telling you, it is what has gotten me through this last couple of years.
0: Okay, I'll think about getting it getting in it for a week. I'll just go my thirty seconds first and then work it up from there. but I want to come back to meditation for a minute. Mm-hmm. How do you meditate? Is your mind meant to go completely blank? Mm-hmm. you don't you' not think what what's happening in your mind when you're trying to meditate?
1: um you want to hear what's happening in my mind
0: yeah if, okay. I, if I you know if I came to you and said to I want to meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I do it?
1: Well, there's lots of different ways to do it. First of all, I would I would try to find your best way, like what, what makes sense for you. But what happens in my mind, I'll just answer that question. When I sit down and meditate, I close my eyes. I take a couple of breath, breaths in, exhale, noticing how my body feels. So here I am, I'm feeling my body soften and then I go Oh, that really pissed me off what my kid did today. And then I come back <laughs> to my breath and then I go, Oh God, I'm kind of hungry. Don't sh- I should have peed before I went. Uh, nope, nope. I'm coming back to my breath. And then I go on to my next thought and I, it's a constant fluctuation between thought and your focal point. That's what meditation okay. is. You are not meant to quiet your mind. The, the best meditators in the world are not, sitting there with nothing going on in their mind for minutes and minutes and minutes. It's, okay. it's, 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 it, I, I, I think that it's either you're, you're in thought,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're asleep or you're dead. Like you, you literally are just going to be fluctuating back from your focal point back to thought. So I like to use my breath as my focal point. And it's, so I'm, I'm just feeling the breath as it goes in and I'm softening my body as the breath goes back out. And and that works for me. But I oftentimes use a mantra as well. So whatever mantra you want to use, it doesn't matter. I like to use a Sanskrit mantra because it's not provoking thought. Um, you can use a focal point visually. So you can look at the flame or a salt lamp or the ocean even. But with some of these guys that I've worked with that are like, no, being like quieting, my mind freaks me out. I can't do it. Then I'll invite them to do clean their gun, put together a weapon and take it apart, put together a weapon and take it apart. When you're in the middle of doing something, um, and, and really focusing on all your five senses. So I'm smelling the the gun oil. I, I feel the coldness of the metal in my hand. I, um, can listen to the sounds of it. Maybe I have a dip in my mouth so I, I can taste that dip. Um, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I, what am I feeling? What am I smelling? As long as you're staying there, anything can be a meditation.
0: Okay because I always thought you know reading all these books so your mind's meant to be blank and I've tried to meditate and like you said earlier I start thinking about other things and my mind starts wondering and I'm like okay I don't know how to make my mind go blank so it's a relief to know that that's not what I'm trying to do Mm-mm. um you're just working out the muscle you're just your brain's the muscle you're yeah. just working out the muscle
1: so you, so so uh, think about your mind running away with you, right? You're in a panic attack. And right away, you're just like, Oh my God, am I getting a panic attack? A panic attack? Yes, I am. Holy shit. It's getting worse. Oh my God. What do I do now? I can't breathe. And all of a sudden your mind runs away with you. And then you're in a full blown panic attack. You got to pull over if you're driving or you got to lay down or whatever's happening. Right? So if you exercise your mind by fluctuating back from thought to your focal point, then you're going to have way more control over controlling your mind when it comes to maybe even snapping at at your husband or your kids or making a a quick reaction in one way or the other, you know. And Mm -hmm. um, it just kind of keeps you mentally strong so you can have clarity with all your decisions you make throughout the day. So meditation isn't for that half hour a day that you're meditating. That's not what it is. It's for the 23 and a half hours that you're not meditating. There's the benefit.
0: That's Okay, now put like that, it makes more sense, Mm -hmm. you know, because I guess, I think a lot of people think as well you're meditating for that short time frame, whatever that time frame is, and you're sitting there going, um, and and that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've been fed a lot uh, of shit, really, about Mm -hmm. what meditation is. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um. Uh, that, that that makes me feel a lot better. I know that um, I know quite a few people that meditate, mm-hmm. and I've never felt comfortable enough to go. Hey, listen. Well, you know, every time I try this shit, I'm thinking about other stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, but that that's good to know. So you can meditate, and your thoughts come back, and you're just breathing them out, focusing.
1: Mm-hmm. So so this is the, just like I was talking about earlier with. I'm having a thought about my kids or about, you know, what I have to do later, whatever. So you have the thought and then you come back to your breath, right? Or let's say you're using a mantra. So you're saying, Om Namaha, right? Let's just say that's your mantra. Om Namaha. Oh, shit. I got to go do this thing later. Om Namaha om namah and you continue with that and then all of a sudden you have another thought like oh i got a speeding ticket i gotta pay that i'm stressed out about it and maybe the thought will go on mm-hmm. maybe you're just sitting there and you you kind of get sucked into that thought for a minute that's fine come back to your mantra because eventually you're gonna realize that you're on your meditation cushion and you're supposed to be meditating so you're going to come back to that mantra so no matter how many thoughts you have interrupt your meditation just keep coming back to your mantra, and eventually it will be fewer and fewer thoughts, but they're always going to come in.
0: So now I'm going to try that. I'm also going to try the ice bath.
1: Mm-hmm. So Yay.
0: that's two things I'm already <laughs> going to try. Now, how do people get in touch with you?
1: Well, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Soul of the Land and my my email address is soul of land.org.
0: Okay. Dot org. What, what thought do you want to leave my listeners with?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. How do I love myself more? I want you to think about how you can love yourself more in each moment that comes across. If you're in a moment of stress or discomfort, just ask yourself that question. How can I love myself right now in this moment?
0: I think that's a great question. I'm going to ask myself that question as I'm driving home as well. (laughs) I've got so many things to do when I leave here. Tanil, it has been a pleasure talking Mm -hmm. with you. Um, We have to do this again.
1: I would love to. Yes, because I want to
0: report back to you about my ice bath.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: In fact, I might even get Jake to take a picture of me in the ice bath.
1: I would like a recording, please, because I want to hear all the sounds. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It, it won't be words that my kids haven't heard from me before sure sure <laughs> but um it has been a pleasure i wow. feel that my chakras have been calm they're talking to each other um and you can find teneal on our website at thegoodshow.com mm-hmm. i'm sarinda good and i'm out thanks for listening to today's show press that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode Leave me that review so we can get more pro-military folks involved with growing this platform. If you've got a story to tell and you want to be on the show, then go to my website, thegoodshow.com. That's G-O-O-D-E show.com. Press the contact button and drop me an email. My name's Sarinda. I'm your military gal, and I'm out.